Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's show. Yes. Today is a very important topic today, yes. Sean. We got a very important yes. topic. We are talking about heart health today. We have two beautiful guests in the studio with us, beautiful. and they'll be discussing heart health. This month is American Heart Mom, so we have a yes. lot to discuss, a lot to, un, um, to uncover. So before we get started, as usual, I just want to go over who our sponsor is for today. It's Farmville and Associates Financial yes. Services, you. and you can find them on Facebook, or you can call Shelby Farmville directly at 240-346-7430. She has life insurance policies and retirement planning benefits for you. Yes. 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 So thank you, Shelby. Thank, thank you. you, Shelby. And make yes. sure you guys call her. Mention Chattitudes, too. She may <laughs> give you a little break. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I just threw that out there. <laughs> Mention charity. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, we're going to start, um, ladies and gentlemen, with our word of the week. Our word of the week is so much fun to us, and we get a, such a kick out of it. And people talk about it all week long. Right. And of course, as always, Sean, once again, I never tell Sean what the word of the week is. And that's cool. She's okay with it. <laughs> it comes from the Urban Dictionary. Um, and the word this week, and I got to do my drum roll. <laughs> they are waiting uh -oh. for you, waiting for it. The word of the week that comes from the Urban Dictionary is get with. It's G-E-T-W-I-T, -E a get with. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to 
tell you what a get with is. So a get with is a person who follows the crowd and does what everybody else is doing as a way to fit in wow. and to be cool. Mm. So check this out. So a get with is not necessarily a copycat because sometimes people get that sort of mixed up with a copycat. Mm. You know, I buy a black car, you buy a black car, you do this. But a get with is more of a person that whatever allows them to fit in with the masses, that's what they do. Don't is, be a get with. Is that like an opportunist? The it's same like an opportunist. Almost as an opportunist. That's the opportunist. That's the Webster's Dictionary. That's the Urban oh, okay. Dictionary. It's a get with. Don't be a get with. That's what. That's what we're saying. What Don't be like. a get with. Okay. <laughs> get with. That's the word of the week. Use it in a sentence this week. Why don't you get right. with? I ain't even gonna name some people who I feel like a get uh -oh. with. I can't name them. We can't name. But people. they know who they are. They was, they was up in the conference room today. They know uh -oh. who they are. Uh oh. <laughs> we love you. All right. But all right. before we go to the next. Um, fun item. I just wanted to make sure that everyone is tuned in at YouTube and make sure you go to Box Wave and subscribe. Again, Box Wave on YouTube and subscribe. And yes. also, we want people to uh, call in today on our hotline. Our hotline number is here, but it is 240-719-2560. Again, 240-719-2560. Box Wave. It rhymes with box, but it's Vox. It's a box with a V. V-O-X. W-A-V, Vox Way. <laughs> <laughs> so today we thought we would do a little fun. Um, and so today we will come, We came up with like a little quiz for you guys. We're going to put the quiz up on the screen and we're going to talk to the quiz. Now, before we put it up, hang on. Before we put it up, what I'm going to tell you is whoever is the first person to answer the quiz. These are true, false questions, either true or false. There are four questions. We have a lovely, lovely gift card for you. I mean, what? I mean, this gift card is <laughs> superb, phenomenal <laughs> gift card for you today. It is all the way from Subway Shop. <laughs> and we're going to make sure you get your gift card today. Yes. And so I just need you to answer. And these are all about heart health. So we want to get the conversation started. But we wanted to get it started in a fun way tonight. Yes. Because we know that a lot of people don't want to talk about heart health. Nobody wants to talk about this. Although it is the leading cause of death yes. in the U.S. And yes. it's very prevalent in the African-American community yes. because we're actually at greater risk. There are greater risk factors for us. So, this, like I said, this is something that we're always going to talk about. This is a platform that is for you. We, um, we're methodically going through the methodically going through topics absolutely to bring to you that concerns our community. And so, um, so we're going to bring up the quiz. So the first person, you can chat it. The first person who call and have all the answers right. Remember, they are true, false questions. Um, and you're going to win that lovely, lovely gift card tonight. How, how long are we going to give them, Kristen? Um, we're not going to give you that long. We're not going to give you that long. Because <laughs> it's just four questions. <laughs> we can put the questions you, up on the screen. You got like 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Yeah, you don't have that long. We got about 10 seconds. We got to get these lovely ladies up here. So, number one, jaw pain or back pain could be the signs of a heart attack. Think about it, either true or false. Fiber can help lower cholesterol, true or false. Number three, your heart stops beating when a heart attack strikes. Is that true or is it false? Your heart needs one straight hour of exercise each day. So I'm gonna let you, we're gonna just give you about 30 seconds, that's all you get. 30 seconds. 
answer true or false either chat with us we're going to bring up our chat line chat it out whoever the first one or you can call in whoever the first one is you're going to win that prize so this is just to start out this conversation we're going to give you 30 seconds all right that's it that's all you get it's over <laughs> So we're going to go to our chat line to see if anyone actually, let me see if anyone who answered, actually, yeah, who answered the fastest, asked, answered the question. Let me see if I can pull up the chat line here. The quickest. The quickest. And the correct, correct, quickest answers. We got some hello ladies. Uh-oh, let me see. Uh-oh, was it? Look at there. Our favorite person here who is our caller. Oh, uh -oh. someone's calling in. Let uh oh, me what's the answer there? <laughs> we got, we got the answer. I won't say it out loud. Hello, welcome Hi. to Chattitudes. Please turn down your volume. All the answers are true. Who is that? Who's that? Who's our caller? Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? And, Hi. How are you? And who are you? Who is this on the line? You're on with Crystal and Sean. This is Tamara Tosin. And you, Tama Tosin, I know her very, very well. She's a Tosin. All the answers are true. Is that what you came up with on live air? <laughs> <laughs> and you're my sister. Is that what you came up with? All right, we're going to take the next caller. Thank you, caller. That's not correct. <laughs> Good answer, though. Thank you. We're going to clear because I love you. We're going to just give you a clap for that. Everyone in our studio audience is clapping for you. Actually, we did have someone to chime in very quickly, the first person on the line. Someone said that my sister was very confident in that wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is actually true, true, false, false. And the person who got that right the quickest is actually Tina, who I do, do know Tina very well. That's oh. another one of my sisters. And so she answered correctly. Congratulations. True, true, false, false. We did see some other people chime in, but you probably were a little too late. So... But Tina Wilson, let's give her a round of applause. She was congratulations, the first one Tina, to actually win, and we will get your Subway gift card over to you. Oh, we just love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, you would think it was about an hour a day of exercise, but you that you need, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's about thirty minutes right. per day. Thirty minutes. And from what I understand, you don't even have to do the thirty minutes just all together. You can do them Split in different intervals. Yeah. And so that's a that's a wonderful thing. So it's thirty minutes. And I thought, honestly, now so I did also think that your heart stopped beating during a heart attack. But that's not even mm -hmm. true. So your heart does not stop beating. It actually there's a blockage there, so your heart is not pumping the blood. I got I've got my nurses here, they break I'm doing good. So the heart is not actually pumping the blood to the art to all your major organs that it needs to, to pump to. Correct? I got my see. The rhythm can the rhythm be off. Look at it. They can't wait to get up here to talk about heart health. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, wow. So just, okay. So we're actually just going to go to a quick, very quick commercial break because we want to get them up here as quickly as possible. They are ready to talk about heart health. And so we just love you guys. Hang on for about one minute and a half. We're going to go to a commercial break. And then we're actually going to come back with our lovely, lovely guest today. Thank you.
Hello and welcome yeah. back. Welcome back to Chattitude. Yes, we have two beautiful women yes. here. Yes. <laughs> Everybody just have on an array of red and black, <laughs> black, white, and red. Yes, yes, yes. We're representing for heart health. For heart. We're representing. Yes. All right, so who do we have with us today, Sean? Yes, to my immediate left, we have Reverend Gail Harrisbury. She is a native of D.C. She's a minister, and she's the lead minister at the Singles Ministry at First Baptist Church of Deanwood, and she's an advocate of heart health with various organizations. She's also a doting mother of one son and a daughter-in-law and four beautiful grandchildren. Minister Gail herself is a four-time heart survivor. Yes, mm. praise God. Four-time four four heart survivor. Four-time four heart survivor. Ooh, we got a survivor now. Yes. 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 Wow. Four. Yeah. So I first heard Minister Gail's testimony when she was at our church, at New Home Baptist Church, where she came and spoke to our singles ministry there. And she and I are also Fitbit buddies. So we actually participate in challenges every week and a weekend. And I'm always at the bottom. So, and she's always above me. But um, I'm going to do better. So, to my left, again, is Minister Gail Harrisbury. So, welcome her. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And to the far left is my really good friend. Celia Andrews. I'm going to just tell you, she is. She has been a heart nurse. She is the CEO of her own company. She has a caregiving service, and we love. She's a powerful, powerful black woman. Both of these women are yes. they're powerful. And I was just going to tell you that my heart nurse. I I made her my personal heart, <laughs> heart nurse <laughs> as my family as heart health sort of really hit my home very closely as my mm. my husband just went through heart surgery, open heart surgery. And I want to preface that by saying, last week I talked about my husband that my, my mother didn't want me to marry him. It wasn't that husband. Right? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that husband. Right. Well, I, I got to come back. So they said, oh, your first, you should have said your first husband. My first husband. This is my second husband. My mother adores him. <laughs> she thinks it's his, her, her husband sometimes. So I just want to preface that because I said it last week and I want to just fix that. But Celia right. has been, I have reached out to Celia every time the bells were going off, every time the whistles were going off. And I, I kept calling Celia and Celia and she was the most perfect heart nurse because you have to have a passion in your heart mm -hmm. to be a nurse. That's right. yeah. So thank you, Celia, for being here. Thank you, Reverend Gill, for yeah. being yeah. here. We just yeah. we're just blessed to have you here yeah. today. And Good so to we be just, here. Yes. So we're going to start off with maybe Reverend Gill. Just you say you're a four time heart survivor. That can is you correct. Just, can you just tell us what that looks like? How, what, yeah. Just tell us about that. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen a miracle? Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Sitting right here. Um, yeah. At age 46, I suffered my first episode and um, was turned away from hospitals five different times, wow. saying nothing was wrong. I was getting progressively worse, more haggard, and I finally just refused to leave the hospital. And um, then they started thinking I was having uh, psychiatric problems. Mm. So a uh, long story short, because I refused to leave the hospital, and finally, uh, someone looked at it and said, well, the only thing we can do for you is a cardio cath. Took me to the cath lounge. And um, even while I was um, sedated, uh, had been given anesthesia, all of a sudden I could hear them talking. Now, hurry, come quickly, this. Wow. 
And so when I was being willed to recovery, I said, I could hear everything that you said. What was it? They said you had a 90% blockage. And if you had not listened to your body, it would have killed you. Mm. Wow. Wow. And so then learning um, the long history of uh, heart disease in my family Mm -hmm. runs. All the men on my father's side of the family died before the age of 50. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I said, I had my first episode at age 46. And uh, my father's the only one that survived. He's Mm -hmm. now 77, but he had quadruple bypass surgery Mm -hmm. and now lives with a defibrillator. Fast forward 2011, I went in for an absorbitory cath to make sure that my stents were working. Released from the hospital, said everything was fine, and the next day I was fighting for my life. Wow. Wow. Get to the hospital, I had bled out, lost all the blood in my body. They had to clamp my aorta to force blood to my brain. They said if I survived, I would be brain damaged. And so I had seven blood transfusions for surgeries. They left my body open, and in the process of them trying to save my life, my lower intestine was severed, and so sepsis poisoned my body, which that alone would kill you. Yes, yes it will. And so yes. I yes, am a living testimony. And so I had to fight my way back, learn to walk again, and everything uh, through rehab, as we talked about a yes. little while ago. Uh-huh. And then in 2017, I suffered the last heart attack i was at church praising god praising wow. god and it came on and the thing about it is when you know to be your own advocate mm-hmm. i am never without some aspirin in my purse Absolutely. and my nitroglycerin mm-hmm. tablets mm-hmm. and so when I felt this tingling in my arm coming, I said, oh, God, I went, I took three of them. I took the nitroglycerin tablet. It buys you time. Mm. buys you time. And okay. so when I got to the hospital, they said, had you taken anything? And I told them, they said, you did everything right wow. to save your life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful. Wow. Yes. So I am a four-time yes. heart survivor. Yes. Wow. Yes. Praise, yes. God. Praise God. Praise God. Awesome. And, and Salia, let me ask you, how, she said something key about that she refused to leave. How, I mean, how often mm-hmm. should, we should know our bodies because so many times we get this misdiagnosis and this happened kind of in my husband's case where he was kind of misdiagnosed twice and they sent him home. But really what it, he had advanced congestive heart failure wow. and it was misdiagnosed. And so how, I mean, she just, Reverend Gail said something important. Like we have to be our own advocate. advocate. Yeah. Absolutely. So how That's important key. is that even when the doctor tell you one thing, how important is it to really listen to our bodies? Mm. So I chuckle a bit behind that, not humor of any other circumstances, but um, personally just mm-hmm. I had um, a recent experience not with, the heart Mm -hmm. um, issues, but um, something as simple as a sinus infection. Mm -hmm. And so um, where I had to stand as my own advocate and be really determined, Mm -hmm. um, be really assured and Mm -hmm. really confident in in letting the provider know, listen, I know my body. Mm -hmm. And so Reverend Gale said something that was very key Mm -hmm. is that she knows what can occur with her. She Mm -hmm. understands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm what the outcome could be if this isn't handled a particular way. Mm -hmm. Now, um, the rates of diagnosis, misdiagnosis, that's Mm -hmm. always the issue, right? Right. It's not 
we don't live in this perfect, perfect world. Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes we do expect healthcare to be that 100% mm -hmm. perfect mm -hmm. where it should, but it's mm -hmm. a layer system. And, and so there are flaws, right. whether it's information that we're given or whether it's information that they um, are giving us or the way Good that point. things are just mm -hmm. being um, mm -hmm. contemplated point. or gathered together. So, um, but definitely be your own advocate. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that's going to come with understanding mm -hmm. what's important to you so that you are healthy, so that you're able to function right. and understanding that what's not making sense um, right. in my case here even recently right. um, I when I have a sinus issue I cannot even like lift my head right mm -hmm. and so here a provider said to me well let's just give you a referral so all of us know intelligent mm -hmm. enough to know that any referral system takes time right well meanwhile here i am 55 years old and i need to function right mm -hmm. provider i cannot walk around looking at the ground i mm -hmm. need to be able to function right and so what are we going to do to make this happen for me right so it's that kind of advocating okay right that makes standing sense. strong on what makes sense to you right how am i going to function that's a and good, i am a point. provider right so it has to make sense to mm -hmm. me right that, that's right. a really, really good point. Right. Yeah. We had a question from our chat. It says, um, I think this is to you, Reverend Gail. Um, why was it so hard for them to detect um, your condition yeah. maybe every time? Okay. So one thing, as I indicated, I had a long family history. Mm -hmm. And what, you, what I found out uh, also is, first of all, up until 1979, they didn't even do clinical trials on women. Oh, wow. And so a lot of times they don't know what the precursors were. Mm -hmm. So, and the thing about it was I didn't have the precursors. I didn't have oh. high blood pressure. I didn't have high cholesterol. I didn't have any of the precursors, mm -hmm. right. but I had mm -hmm. family history. Right. And so when you're looking at the textbook, as Nurse Selena mm -hmm. just said, mm -hmm. then you're just giving me a textbook answer. Mm -hmm. But you don't know my body mm -hmm. like right. I do. Right. Um, but I also want to chime in that I took my advocacy a step further because I am also a volunteer ambassador with the American Heart Association yeah. and mm -hmm. also with Women Heart. Yeah. And so what that does is it gives me a platform platform one mm -hmm. to tell my story and to continue to look at the different uh, diseases because there's so many types of cardiovascular mm -hmm. disease and stroke mm -hmm. you know when I found out that heart disease became the number one killer not just of women not just of African Americans but of humankind in 1920 yeah. so here we are 2020 yeah. now look at how medicine has advanced yeah absolutely. modern medicine has advanced tremendously but it's still the number one killer of humankind yeah, so what yeah. it says to us is we have precursors we there are some that we can change yeah mm -hmm. there's some that we can't so the ones that we can we have to focus on those the right. ones that we can, and that's our diet, our exercise, yeah. you know, um, taking our medicine and all right. that. Nobody mm -hmm. believes God is a healer more yeah. than me. Right. But when you're diagnosed, wow. you have to take your blood pressure medicine. Yeah. Keep your pressure regulated. When you hear these commercials talk about fast, face, arm, speech, time, yeah. that's buying you time mm -hmm. if you're having mm -hmm. a stroke. Right. You know, right. because yeah. if you ha suffering a stroke and you say, uh, because women by na nature are nurturers, mm -hmm. yeah. and so mm -hmm. we diagnose ourselves too yeah. often. Mm -hmm. We'll say, I'll lay down, you know, let me wash the dishes, and then yeah. I'll do this, or well, let me get the kids to bed, and I'll do that. Don't do that. Right. Get to the hospital or call 911. Right. Right. Because just as you were asking the difference in a heart attack and uh, cardiac arrest, you can survive mm -hmm. a heart attack. Cardiac right. arrest, your heart stops. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. So don't mm -hmm. diagnose yourself. Take mm -hmm. your medicine and get to the hospital. Wow. Get to the hospital. Now, we talked about hereditary. You talked about hereditary. Mm -hmm. But, Celia, let me ask you, is this, I mean, 
and you sort of touched on it, Reverend Gail. Is there something that we can do to prevent it if it is hereditary, if it runs in our family? I know that it that it ran in my, my husband's family, his his brother, his uncles, all of this. But is there something that we can do to prevent it when we know that it's hereditary? So understanding the genetic components mm -hmm. of um, having any disease that's hereditary and particularly for um, for heart disease is just that understanding the genetic components mm -hmm. as Reverend Gale explained that most of the men in her family have been diagnosed right. very early on mm -hmm. and so um, what do we do we do those preventive measures right. we um, tap into our dietary, mm -hmm. we tap into a fitness, keep it moving, mm -hmm. keep it mm -hmm. moving. We become more educated. Mm -hmm. We get involved in some of these platforms and we definitely, anything that's genetic, when that type of component is involved, you wanna make sure that you have a very close relationship with the provider. Mm -hmm. okay. More than just, I'm only seeing you at urgent care. Mm -hmm. This is a built up, a layered relationship. You need right. to understand me when I'm 15, you need to understand me when I'm 20, you need to understand me when the stresses of life change. Mm -hmm. And so, because this thing could possibly progress for me. So it's taking those preventive measures and understanding um, to keep it moving forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, one other thing that's shocking about cardiovascular disease and stroke, and you were asking about the, uh, being hereditary, mm -hmm. but still, even when you have a genetic predisposition, heart disease and stroke are 80% preventable and treatable. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 80%? 80%? 80%? 80%? Yeah. The earlier, remember, the earlier that you can, the, the, uh, the symptoms are managed, mm -hmm. the better the outcome. Okay. So early symptom management, better outcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, see, when you realize that you have a predisposition, predisposition, mm -hmm. your genetics, right. then that's why I said you want to focus on the things that you can change. That you right. can change. Focus right. on those things that you can change. Right, right. So there's so many, there's a few theories where they used to tell us that as African Americans, we retain salt. And mm -hmm. so we heard yeah. a lot about that, but That's there's no true. living proof of that, oh. right? right? However, I, I say that with <laughs> caution. That doesn't mean get to dump in the salt. Mm -hmm. That means we still need to manage it. But I raised that point, that theory, because um, it changes all the time. Okay. So just like Reverend Gale said, you just need to keep understanding, keep progressing, keep becoming interested and involved and engaged in what's going on with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes well, sense. Well, the thing about, um, so you want to manage your blood pressure. Right. Okay. You want to manage your blood numbers. pressure. And so the thing about it is, even though they may not be scientific results of the correlation to salt, but we do know that you retain fluid and all those mm -hmm. things, which is related to salt. Mm -hmm. And so the recommendation generally is around 15 to 1800 milligrams of sodium a day. Right. But what happens is you may not be a salt shaker, right. but there's so much label. hidden salt. If wow. you love cheese, okay. there's a lot of salt and cheese. If right. you love processed meat, right. ham mm -hmm. and turkey and all mm -hmm. of that, it's a lot of sodium in it. it so is. you have to look and really count your milligrams of sodium mm -hmm. based on all of those things. Right. A lot of people didn't realize how much sodium is in the soda. Yeah. You think oh, it's just it's sugar, yeah. but it's, it's sodium soda in it as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then the yeah. other thing is when you're knowing your numbers, your cholesterol, your glucose levels, mm -hmm. because as African Americans, generally it's a snowball effect. If you have been diagnosed yeah. 
um, with cardiovascular disease, then you're going to yeah, become wow. diabetic. Yeah. So you got to know those numbers as well and monitor your glucose levels. Yeah. Okay. And the thing, the other thing is one of the reasons why I was so, uh, became such involved with being an advocate with American Heart Association is because I looked at the trials, I studied the reports, mm -hmm. all of that. In fact, this past November, I went to Philadelphia to where they do the conference of the doctors talking about all oh, the different things. The oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I went to the scientific conference wow. because I need to know this. Um, I'm right. a four-time survivor. Yeah, God right, has kept right, me right, here right, for right, a reason. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And um, the thing about it is, um, and being your own advocate, knowing the different things. For instance, as I was talking about glucose levels, statins, statins. Because once you're diagnosed with heart disease, they put you on a cocktail of medicines. You know, the baby aspirin, uh, mm -hmm. cholesterol medicine, mm -hmm. high blood pressure medicine. Yes. Okay. Now, remember I said I didn't have the precursors at first, yeah, so right. I couldn't understand why I had to take this medicine. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's generally what happened. But you have to know, if you are already diabetic or borderline diabetic, you don't want to take high doses of a statin right. because it'll mm -hmm. take you over into diabetes. Right. Right. And so when I suffered my last heart attack in 2017, when they released me from the hospital, we're going to give you 80 of this. And I said, no, not me. Mm -hmm. And so she said, what? And I said, no, I'm not, you, I'm not taking that. And so she said, why? And I told her, I said, because I know that statins raises your glucose level. And, I, and she said, she looked at me, doctor, and she said, you've done your homework. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She left my room, came back, and gave me different meds. Right. Wow. Right, right, you right. got you to know to it. So that's advocate. one of the things, right? right. You have you to be an to. advocate and understanding right. that you need to do your research. You mm -hmm. need to understand. Right. Knowing your numbers is so important. Is. Because right. when you know your numbers, mm -hmm. let, me, let me just tell you, you're going to know how you're feeling right it's, mm -hmm. you, you know when right. your numbers are right. off right. so um that's so important yeah and it's it's good that um we you raised the point about that again that layered treatment mm -hmm. um a few years back probably it's been about 10 years now that most of the primary care physicians have started treating if you're a diabetic mm -hmm. they're going to treat you as if you're hypertension mm. because it becomes yeah it's yeah. almost like a sister brother mm. that is situation i am diabetic i am I'm insulin dependent and yeah. so i do know that they have given me medication actually for um hypertension and every time i go to the doctor and i list off my meds and i want to say is that a statin i mean because you mentioned that the statins are for, for cholesterol. cholesterol that's for oh. cholesterol yeah cholesterol. well they say you know the cholesterol is to reduce the plaque buildup and all that your body yeah. automatically produces plaque so you're never going to get rid of all plaque right. okay. it's just to slow the progression down yeah. okay. but you can okay. always get a carotid doppler uh test to see where you are because it usually wow. doesn't build up that fast yeah okay yeah oh now what's the name of the set that's real <laughs> that's real fancy every day on that now, our listeners out here listening to me. I tell you, I have chomp. I've had doctors come to me and said, You're telling them right. I'm telling you. Now, what kind of test is it for our listeners? Because they may want to answer this test. It's a carotid doppler. All they do is put some gel on your neck. That thing run right here and yeah. they can tell you okay. it's it's very it's innovative it. yeah it's, it's not invasive at all tell you. the black belt yeah, yeah. The, yeah. See, but those are the tests that we don't know about. No one will actually tell. I've never had that. Test. Yeah. Well, I mean? so this is the thing. They don't use them as baseline tests, which they should. Mm -hmm. And right. so this is this is the important piece of 
that again, Reverend Reverend Gail raised about being on a platform, right? And so being involved mm -hmm. because these are the diseases that affect our, our us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if it's as simple as if I know my baseline, then I'm going to be a little more conscious, right? right? Mm -hmm. For the lay person who doesn't really understand the numbers, right. who doesn't really understand what the plaque buildup is all mm -hmm. about, right. give me a baseline then I'm walking away with something. Mm -hmm. Because right. the more information we have, the better we understand. The knowledge better. is key. Absolutely. We're powerful right. with knowledge. Right. So. Absolutely. Ms. Cynthia said, wow, she had no idea that statins will raise your glucose level. Yes, so, yes. so that's, good. So that's yeah. very good information. Mm -hmm. yeah. Diamond said, you should be a heart nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Gail has gone to the doctor's office. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I ain't saying no more. I'm not messing with Reverend Gail. Reverend Gail, where are you? I'm ready to tell you. I with my husband. I should have picked it up. Who's over Reverend Gail? I'm going to start going to this conference. <laughs> I'm telling you, but yes, your conference. <laughs> oh, yeah, even with CPR. You know, yeah. you see now. Especially with diseases and things like that, people don't want to give don't want you to CPR. Do it. But mm -hmm. now we're moving to hands only. only. We have oh, hands yeah. only CPR. Uh, so Stand alive. alive. That's right. Those That's are the beats. Yeah. Somebody dropped it. Mm -hmm. And then also when you go into facilities and all, check and see if you see an AED yeah. so that you can a defibrillate it. Mm -hmm. Somebody right. dropped down. They need it. Yeah. Right. You know because yeah. time is key. Right. This whole thing. Wow. You know if you suffer a stroke, you mm -hmm. have a three-hour window in which to get to the hospital, yeah. and there are which drugs that they. Can give you to reverse it or at least minimize the debilitating effects. But wow. if you go outside of that window, they can no longer give it to you. Right. And that's a ministry moment for us because, you know, we go into a large population every week, sometimes mm -hmm. twice a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, Reverend Gail is a key example of someone who became ill at her church mm -hmm. in a ministry. Yeah. And so it's important to be able to know that there that's needs it. to be a chain of survival. Right. Um, survival that is in place and right. so that needs to be a hair because mm -hmm. that window of time yeah and she's we're talking three hours with apparatus right so oh, <laughs> we have to win out the first 45 minutes that right. we don't have that any is. apparatus right. it's all hands-on right. Right. so it's very important um if if i could just give a couple of resources just that because okay. mm -hmm. yeah. you know mm -hmm. i know there's so many mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. um, social media platforms but a lot of African-American heart disease information and just heart disease information, period, www.heartorg um, www slash African-Americans heart disease stroke, a lot of information. Definitely www.cdc.gov mm -hmm. heart disease. Mm -hmm. um, um, health.clevelandclinic.org. I love, we have mm -hmm. Cleveland Clinic mm -hmm. here now. Oh, so really? much research. A lot of the hospitals are partnering with them. Oh, One of cool. the things I will say is that here in the DMV area, we have some amazing cardiologists. Wow. Amazing cardiology care mm -hmm. here. Um, and a lot of brown people in cardiology. That's true. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah, of brown people oh, in awesome. cardiology. Oh, that makes a big difference for us. Yeah. Right. So, um, they understand our yeah, they understand a lot better. Our, mm -hmm. Yeah, they yeah, understand, understand our plight a lot better. Right. They do. Yeah. So right. it makes a difference. It does. definitely wow. makes a difference. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. 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 But just speaking of African Americans, why are African Americans at greater risk? What, 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 well, for why cardiovascular disease, it's not just African Americans, it's Latino and Hispanic right. as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Great. Yeah. Yes. So it could be well. demographics. But see, one of the things is, and it, it, you probably will have to have another conversation because. Yeah. Um, like this area, the Washington, D.C., the DMV, this mm -hmm. is a very wealthy area. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. we live where there are food deserts. Right. What am I saying?
saying about a food desert. They're okay. not uh, yeah. grocery stores that have produce and stuff that are affordable. Mm -hmm. So the thing about it is about people mm -hmm. will opt to go to McDonald's to get the two for three dollars, right. you know, hamburgers and cheeseburgers because mm -hmm. it can feed their family. Right. You know, so we live in that area. So those are the things. And that's right. what preempts us going into being diabetes. Right. You know, they say this is the first generation that the parents are going to outlive their children. Yeah, because the wow. youngest, yeah, the diabetics are so younger now. Yeah. And so to raise that point about the, the um, mm -hmm. supply of healthy foods mm -hmm. is that because we're, this is an urban area. And so what they stock for us is, is really different, mm -hmm. right? And so we don't get that now. There is a decrease in um, this heart disease in our communities because okay. people are more intelligent. Yeah. Um, there's more information. People yeah. are connecting with healthcare systems. Mm -hmm. Healthcare systems are making some major leaps and bounds oh, um, with being able to do outreach in communities mm -hmm. so that people are getting that information. But one of the key things I pulled from um, CDC is that the food in the urban uh, grocery stores are just different, the quality, wow. and it's not affordable. Mm -hmm. wow. And so there's always true. a socioeconomic wow. variance oh, that true. creates the only thing I would say, um, is right. this. The, the, the key rather than, you know, because is bottom line is if you can live without canned foods, do it. Oh, absolutely. If you can yeah. live without canned foods, do it. Yeah. yeah. Lots of stop Frozen vegetables are just as healthy if you can't get yeah. with the fresh. And I'm yeah. Just yeah. really do <laughs> away with the canned goods and then the processed meats because they mm -hmm. have a lot of sodium and salt. Now, the thing about it is we don't ever want to feel just deprived of not having anything. You can have right. some things in moderation. Right. But I'm just saying, as you said, a baseline, just do away with... Uh, canned goods because mm -hmm. they have to um, put a lot of sodium in it to preserve them, right? right? Yeah. You know, um, if my mom is watching, she'll laugh, but, um, you know, like some of the seniors or older people, they lived off they of it, but yeah. they stocked it for the winter, you know, not yes. knowing what. And my mother said, oh, just rinse. She opened the can, rinse them off. I was like, mom, but it's been sitting in salt. You don't, yeah, so right. you don't rinse that salt off. Right. So just don't go with the cans. Yeah, yeah, Please yeah. go with the frozen right. or the fresh yeah. as That's best it. as yeah. you possibly can. I'm cleaning out my cabinet today. <laughs> so they <laughs> say if you open up that can... You're going to be rinsing until retirement. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how much sodium yeah. is in it. So I've yeah. always heard that if you shop around the perimeter of the grocery store, that's where your healthiest foods are. That is true. Yeah. yeah. And that everything in the middle. Because it's is, a marketing, yeah. Right. And, and to say, I will add that it doesn't have to be an expensive, mm -hmm. um, meaning that there's all of this, uh, you know, diet pushing and market pushing mm -hmm. up. So many different products, mm -hmm. and so yeah. many and they different don't have organics and all that. that. Yeah, no. It just needs to be very and watch your sales very, at. Yeah, very healthy and yeah. very balanced. Yeah, yeah. watch yeah. your sales at. Yeah. But I wanted to key in on something else you uh, mentioned, Nurse Selena, and that is the numbers are going down. Yeah. Even though heart That's disease is still the number good. one killer of humankind, when I suffered my first episode, stroke was number three, mm -hmm. and it is now down to number five. Yeah. Oh, good. And okay. it's because, as Nurse Selena said, it's because we're getting more information out. Mm -hmm. We're doing mm -hmm. more things. And, like, when you have um, events at your church or health fairs yeah. and things of that nature and mm -hmm. you contact the Heart Association and ask for a representative to come and speak and yeah. to bring literature, we don't charge for that. We mm -hmm. come out because we want you to wow. know. Yeah. We right. want you to make healthier lifestyle choices yeah. and changes. Yeah. We want people to live longer. Yeah. The Heart Disease, uh, the Heart uh, Association's mission is to reduce the number of deaths as it relates Absolutely. to cardiovascular yeah. disease and stroke. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what our mission is. And yeah. so mm -hmm. we don't charge 
charge for anyone coming. We come out and do it, and we're yeah. grateful to do it. Because if we can save a life, mm -hmm. right. it just might be yours. Yeah, yeah. correct. Right. Come on, right. it just so might be yeah, yours. Right. So yeah. it's very important. And um, wow. one, of the, one of the committees that I sit on, we talked about the uh, misdiagnosis, um, but one of the committees that I sit on for patient safety is we put a big focus on that um, return admit, those readmits mm -hmm. for some of those same um, chronic disease management mm -hmm. cases, mm -hmm. like your hypertensions and your stroke and your diabetics. Mm -hmm. So when we sent, when those people are sent home, when patients are sent home, mm -hmm. um, it's a whole family educated process. Right. So there's a lot of effort that's being mm -hmm. made into right. just bringing the community together mm -hmm. and understanding that correlation of information mm -hmm. and outcome. Okay. And the other thing, something so simple as who knew that pain increases your blood pressure? Oh, yeah. yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Pain yeah. increases yeah. your blood yeah. pressure. Yeah. And so a lot of times yeah. people yeah. just want to pop it. But your blood pressure is elevating. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 The main thing is you want to control that. Check, yeah. change, control. Right. Yeah. What yeah. about stress? Is that a you fact? Know yeah, factor. That's a risk factor. That's a risk factor. Yeah, that's a risk factor. You got to know your stress and mm -hmm. how to relieve those stresses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. quick question. I want to go back to Reverend Gary when you said you first went in first um, your first episode. episode. So, when you went, you said you knew your family history and you didn't have any of those signs precursors. precursors. So, what exactly? And, and I may have missed it, but what was the exact? Something you were feeling did you, when you said you knew your body. What was going on with you? And see, I didn't have the chest pain. That mm -hmm. was the thing. So remember, I said they didn't do clinical mm -hmm. trials on women. Mm -hmm. So we present differently than men right. um, as it relates yeah. to heart okay. attacks. Mm -hmm. So I, um, but I would have tingling in this left arm. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. I had tingling. And remember. Um, Someone mentioned about the jaw. Oh, the questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the questions. And the question about the jaw pain yeah. or the back pain yeah. or whatever. I don't know if you all saw this. This was a few years ago. I was interviewed by Jennifer Donlin. She used to be on ABC Seven. Mm -hmm. She suffered her heart attack right on air. Yeah. Wow. She was having the jaw pain and she was mm -hmm. ignoring. She thought it was oh my wisdom tooth is really bothering me, wow. and so she didn't go see about it. Suffered her heart attack right on the air. Yeah. Wow. So women. Um, the symptoms are different. Typically, mm -hmm. we'll get some pain across the back. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's really shortness of breath, mm -hmm. that fatigue, tired, the jaw pain, mm -hmm. the tingling, just kind of sometimes under the breast cage a little, just kind of, I'm feeling kind of, mm, not right, really sure right, what that right, is. Right. right? Women typically show up like this, mm -hmm. right, um, to the ER for heart. Men are just going to be clenched Clunching. over, mm -hmm. wow. chest, chest holding, oh, and wow. driving themselves in like, I'm just not feeling well. Oh, wow. So you oh, got to wow. know the symptoms. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would just say. And even if you don't, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, even no. if you don't know the symptoms, mm -hmm. go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. Yeah. I was, that was going to be my next word. Right. Literally, right. 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 Listen, right. any malfunction requires attention. Right. It's like the smart TV, the smartphone, the car. Mm -hmm. If it malfunctions, you have to give it some attention. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and is it important? I know that um, one of my family, I know anxiety. So mm -hmm. I know that that, does that sometimes present? Like you're having a heart attack because I, I know there's a lot of pain, like physical pain. It could just be anxiety. And when they've gotten to the doctor, they say, no, there's nothing wrong with your heart or anything. But it almost presents like a heart attack. Because of the racing, uh, the racing of the heart that happens mm -hmm. with anxiety, mm -hmm. um, some of that fast breathing. You mm -hmm. get into kind of that straddle breathing mm -hmm. with anxiety, mm -hmm. that real quickness, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, so when they talk about, we talk about heart disease, we said many different symptoms, many different symptoms, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, the difference, well, I'm not going to say that because if there's any abnormal malfunction, mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. we need to just have it addressed. Right. Look, it's okay mm -hmm. if they tell you it's anxiety. You rule it out. You know, you rule it out. It's a rule But remember, I was turned away five times saying nothing was wrong. So you can't even go by that. You have to really know your body. So let them turn you away. What test at you know, what test did they um, They did up? the heart test. In fact, the first time I went, they kept me overnight with a heart monitor. Mm -hmm. Released me, said nothing was wrong. I accepted it that first time. Mm -hmm. The second time I went back, they gave me a prescription to go get a stress test. Mm -hmm. I went, got the stress test, passed it with flying colors, wow. and the next day I was back in the hospital, mm -hmm. back in the emergency wow. room. So wow. what is it called when a um, EKG? So right. the EKG, I'm just going to say, okay. so when um, Reverend Gale talked about they um, did the heart monitor. monitor. So they, you know, they, they put you on the heart monitor. And so it's just a constant monitoring of the, the, the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the beats, the difference mm -hmm. of beats and rhythm mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. we said, does the heart stop in, right. in one of the quiz questions. And so sometimes, and that can be a little tricky, especially mm -hmm. if there's some kind of underlying genetic. Right. Because yeah, yeah, a yeah. rhythm is like, it's almost like music. So you right. get your PQRSs of what's holding and oh, just like the, the music signs, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. This rhythm of what's holding and release. And so the body is funny, and especially for women, because sometimes we can hold them. Look, you can put that heart monitor on me right now, mm -hmm. but I'm You'll just going to calm myself <laughs> right. down mm -hmm. because I have a 4 o'clock nail appointment <laughs> 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 and I'm making that, right? right. So right. we just put ourselves, so the rhythm kind of, so mm. it can be very tricky. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A lot of things that, uh, I, I, I love this improved testing now with the Doppler studies, with the troponin level, some of those um, more increasing intensified chemistry blood levels that they're going to be looking for. Mm -hmm. And so most of these healthcare communities and facilities and emergency rooms in our area have kind of, they have a protocol, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to get an EKG, I'm going to get a troponin level. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to get a troponin level, I may have to go ahead and get a Doppler study. Mm -hmm. So usually mm -hmm. there's some kind of, you know, some of the advancement now that there are some, um, some protocols and baselines, and they're you, you know if you're over fifty, automatic they start treating you like a heart attack, right? Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Right. So those those are you know some of the advancements have really kind of made improvement in. Right. The other thing I want to say is. Um, when you call 91, you just want to get to a hospital to yeah. get help. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. But we do know that there are certain hospitals that are cardiac institutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you want to, if, if it's a heart episode, you want to try to get to a hospital that has a heart institute mm -hmm. because they have the more advanced um, medicine techniques, doctors, and all of that there to help mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying not go to others because they can't. One of the things is when I, in 2011, when I suffered the greatest, um, I was taken to Prince George's. Mm -hmm. And Prince George's is not necessarily a heart institute hospital. Right. And people talk about Prince George's Hospital all the time. Right. I'm not plugging Prince George's Hospital at all. Mm -hmm. But I am saying, but the thing about Prince George's and what saved my life, it was a trauma, trauma center. That's mm. it. That's trauma center. And because it was a trauma center, they mm. will work on your body until it is absolutely, positively not an ounce of life left in it. Right. Okay. It's the level yeah. of care. Okay. 
and that's another ministry okay. moment yes. for <laughs> us okay. because okay. we frequently have to utilize it. And so uh, just never give any pushback of mm. being sent to Prince at Jordan. least a facility to right. be able to be stabilized. Mm -hmm. exactly. There are always some decisions key. that can be made later. later. Right. Right. But right. yeah, right. when you have a shock trauma center that's sitting in the middle of your county, mm -hmm. yeah. that is somewhat of a privilege. Okay. It's I was met privilege. of that from yeah. Doctors Community Hospital to uh, Tacoma, eight miles $8,000. Mm. But when I got there, my doctor, my cardiologist met me at the helicopter wow. and took me straight into surgery. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. awesome. So it's important. Yeah. That's very important. So when you say 8000 is that out-of-pocket expense? Because now well, this didn't. We were just talking about My insurance <laughs> covered it. Okay, yeah. then, so awesome. it is covered by Yeah, yeah my insurance okay. covered it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to kind of, because we get ready to run out of time. I hate this. <laughs> 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 I know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so Reverend Gail and I was talking just offline about um, cardiac rehab, rehab and how important that is. Oh, Once you so do suffer this and you and you go into and you finish, my husband, like I said, had opened a heart surgery and now he's in the cardiac rehab phase. Yeah. Um, how important is cardiac rehab? Cardiac rehab really is important okay. because it gets you back into the swing of things. Yeah. You get all of your rehab, your uh, therapy, physical therapies, and mm -hmm. all of that, mm -hmm. and so it's very helpful. Um, I would recommend it. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I definitely would yeah. recommend oh, it, absolutely. especially if you have uh, insurance that right. covers it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it could. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you have insurance that covers, please yeah. don't pass it up. That yeah. is very, very yeah. beneficial yeah. to anyone recovering, especially if you've had open heart surgery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, sometimes people that have insurance that perhaps it doesn't cover, it can be mm -hmm. costly. Mm -hmm. But there are other avenues you can look out and reach out to organizations or whatever to mm -hmm. look for assistance mm -hmm. and help with it. Yeah. Right. You know. Depending on how severe your case is, mm -hmm. they may want to help reach out to you and help you. Yeah. So don't just discredit or count it off because you don't, mm -hmm. you can't afford it. Right. Because it's definitely benefit to having uh, cardio rehab. And, mm -hmm. and I would just add that cardiac rehab brings the realization to the practical side of it that you begin to see people like yourself. Mm -hmm. Like this is has been a process for someone else yeah. and that it seals the deal. It would be just like getting a major car repair mm -hmm. and then not going back to check it to complete right. the process. Okay. So right. Right. very important piece. Right. Yeah. Very important. Right. And if you can't afford cardiac uh, uh, rehab, then, you know, I'm not saying you have to join an expensive fitness center or anything like that, mm -hmm. but you want to sit down and write out a plan for okay. your daily regime, okay. what you're going to do for as far as your eating, your exercise, mm -hmm. of course, drinking plenty of water. Mm -hmm. You want to sit down and you want to do those things. And it doesn't necessarily involve uh, an expense, mm -hmm. but you just want to make sure that you're doing those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and while we're doing that, because we don't have much time left, but I want to jump over to mm -hmm. the caregiving side. So once a person has heart, had a heart attack or suffered from cardiovascular um, disease or symptoms of open heart surgery, in my case, let's talk about the caregivers real quick because the caregivers oh. need assistance too. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and whenever I, I found myself involved with um, a patient, I always begin to, because that patient's going to get what they need, right? right? And so once you have that situation stabilized, it's very important to give the caregiver to, to do a check-in where they are. Are you eating? Are you resting? Mm -hmm. um, how are you feeling? How much is this stressing? Because there are many cases where, um, and statistics will show that the caregiver 
can now get, get burned out, get burned out <laughs> and get as ill and become more <laughs> chronic than the Damn actual it. patient. So it's a very important process and um, just to always make sure that the caregiver is getting a checkpoint. Right. Yeah. Right. Always. Right. Yeah. And right. especially because the caregiver is taking care of someone that they're attached to. So there's a level of anxiety that mm -hmm. is very different from if you just roll a patient in. Mm -hmm. Still a good level of care, but that anxiety is very different. Yeah. 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 I can yeah. attest to it. <laughs> 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 I know there's a stigma sometimes in, in the church community, in the faith-based community, that we don't need therapy because we got God. I'm just telling you, I need some therapy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stigma therapy is always good. Therapy is good. So and that, just support yeah. groups are really, really good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was one of the things that um, I felt necessary to develop a program to train caregivers at home. Right. So it's a big piece. And I would just add that don't wait until a loved one needs you um, because of a chronic illness or something like that, it's the whole relationship management all the wow. way through. Mm -hmm. All the way through. You know, keep a healthy heart by managing the whole process all mm -hmm. the way through. It's going to be very hard to be a caregiver for someone you have no heart connection to. Mm -hmm. And that person on, does not receive the care. Right. Yeah. A, that's a whole no, nother. That's what I said. We be here till nine, right? <laughs> Can't care for you from that connected to you and the patient's not going to receive that right. so we always talk yeah. about institution care yeah but that home care can be yeah. Wow. No, so I caregivers, be careful. Mm. Be careful. Yeah. Very good. That's wow. good information. Great information. Yes. People have been buzzing, saying it's been great information. Oh, yes. um, God bless you, Reverend mm. Gail. Yes. Thank you. you know, to God be the glory. Yes. 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 Amen. 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 Hallelujah, God. Yes. Yes. Rubbing on this ring. Yes. 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 I'm trying to get some yes. of that. <laughs> God is a good God. That's all I know. Wow. He is a good God. But you know, we do the best we can and leave the rest to God. That's it. That's you have it. to do the best you can That's for yourself, great. but That's then leave the rest to God. Leave the rest to God. Amen. Amen. That's a, that's and, wonderful. Right. And real quick, I just wanted to mess with uh, somebody. I wanted to give a quick shout out to Reverend Tasha Harris. <laughs> hey, Reverend Tasha. <laughs> She's head of the um, Facebook group Fit to Fight in the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to say thank you for always encouraging us to yeah. Yeah. always yeah. keep great fit. support. Yeah. Yes. 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 Always yes. supporting. So, so real question, quick question for um, Minister Tasha. When are we going back out on the bridge? When are we going out <laughs> back on the bridge? That that's that's actually bridge what works. Yeah, because that, that, it really yeah. messed that me up. Because I remember Minister uh, Gail actually helped me mm -hmm. out because I got dehydrated <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, really? But anyway, we need to get back out there. Just want to put that out there real quick. Yeah. You know, I used to do it every morning. Different. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, I did oh, it every wow. morning. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, um, yep. our listeners, if you want to walk the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, yeah. you know, get in contact with us. We're going to get in contact yeah. with Reverend yeah, Tasha. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We're we going to get out there. I'm and then, as you, you said, Sean, we She's going to pop on the Virginia side. I got up to running that thing. <laughs> oh, I know, I did. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did. Running it at one point. Yeah. Well, if so nothing else, Sean and I yeah. do Fitbit challenges <laughs> every week. Yes, and you know, the, um, seriously, the American Heart recommendation is 10,000 steps a day. This is right. um, Or uh, 30 <laughs> minutes of vigorous exercise yeah. daily, yeah. Uh, at least five times a week. Yeah. But um, 
I made my goal uh, 12,000 steps mm. just because I wanted to be exact five miles. Right. Um, okay. But the thing about it is when you have um, accountability partners, even that's though you great. don't see them, mm -hmm. but yeah, we get in these key. Fitbit challenges and things like that's that, key. it really makes and helps you get through the yes. challenge. It yes. does. It does. We're going to we gonna pray for Sean, who's been at the bottom of this bitch. <laughs> oh, he's going to raise up. up. <laughs> Sean is going to raise up. So yes. everybody's I'm coming. I'm coming next week. Sean is coming up. I'm coming up next week. Sean is going Prayers. Sean coming up on this bitch challenge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that ends our time. We actually just going to have a quick break, and then Sean is going to come back to you with our victory viewpoints, how yes. we end every single show. And we just want to just thank you. Thank you, ladies. Everybody. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so appreciated. Great information. Everyone said it was great information. Yes. We just thank you, and we love you. Have us yes. back in yes. May, because May is National Stroke Month. Oh, wow. okay. So, have us back. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, we need to know those. Yeah. We'll be right back, be guys. Right Don't back. go anywhere. Where I'm looking at. I just came up here.
Hello. Hello welcome and welcome back. back. Welcome back. We're here for our victory viewpoints. Yeah, so we all know someone directly or indirectly with a heart disease. Some develop by genetics or even by lifestyle. In either case, I believe God wants to use such adversities as an opportunity for us to make better health decisions. For we do have a responsibility to be good stewards over our bodies as a form of worship to, to God who created us. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it for heart disease. But like they said, they'll be back again. We're going to talk about strokes most definitely. But next week, make sure you tune in because we got a hot and heavy subject next week. Yes. We're going to be talking about child support. We got men in here that's talking about they on papers and they shouldn't be on papers. But we don't know. It's going to be a challenge. Is it fair? It's gonna be is it not fair? We're going to talk from the women perspective. We're going to talk from the men perspective. So we hope to see you <laughs> next week. See you later. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>